Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now I want to tell you, when, um, when I was a child, we had to get inoculated. We had to receive shots. And then every so often, you would have to go back and get a booster, right? You get that booster shot. Well, and then, you know, I had my children and it came a long time, you know, and they'd have to go and they'd have to get their shots and then I'd have to take them back um, uh, in a little while and they'd have to get booster shots. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight, you're going to get a booster shot of faith tonight. So I want you to hold on and I want you to get ready. Now, when I say a booster shot, it's going to immunize you. It's going to help you deal with what you have to deal with in this life. Because the Bible says that your home is in heaven. This is a foreign land to us. And we, you know, we're here in the world, but we don't operate in the world system. And so you're going to get a shot of God's faith tonight to help you deal with what you have to deal with. And what is that? It's so varied. You know, all of us, we're dealing with, with things all the time. And, and, and you know, uh, the complexity of what we have to deal with is not going to get better, but it's going to intensify as the day of the Lord comes because the enemy wants to stop God's people in any way that he can. And I will not be stopped, will you? Now, there are lots of opportunities to be stopped along the road, but we are unstoppable because we are God's people. And I'm not talking about getting all, you know, lathered up, if you will, you know, and shouting and screaming, and and then there's no depth to what happens. I want to get lathered up and shout and rejoice and there be depth. I believe you can get both. But you know, emotionalism, that's not going to help us. But you can get emotional when you sense that God's presence and His Word is doing something in your life. Now tonight, I'm going to talk to you, this faith booster that you're going to receive from the Lord is faith in stormy times. Now I'm going to tell you, when the storm is on, when the winds are howling all about you, you know, recently, if you've been reading the news, you've seen all the disruption and weather patterns and how that people, you know, have been killed. Uh, they have lost their possessions. There's, they've lost their property and all those different things. They've been in a storm. Well, now I want to tell you, you may feel like Paul, and Paul went through that storm called Eurachlodon. You remember reading about that in the, in the book of Acts? Well, he was on that ship, and there was this fierce storm that came up, and they tried everything. They tried throwing things overboard, and you know, that's a good thing. You can learn something there. There are times that you've got to cut things out of your life when you're in the storm. And they begin to lighten the ship, or you know you will. And you you might miss a few meals and fast a little bit when the storm is on. Because it's serious. You know, we play games a lot of times with God and spiritual things and just patty cake around. But I'm telling you, when the storm comes, we get a little more serious. And they started throwing things off that ship trying to, to you know, to get a little bit of help. 
And sometimes we get in a storm like that. It's like Eurachlodon. That's a devil. And I'm going to tell you, God doesn't want us to, to perish with the ship to go down. He wants us to throw some anchors out. And you throw that anchor out and it has depth, it goes down and it steadies you. And I'm going to tell you, there are anchors in the Word of God to hold you in the midst of a storm. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You've been through trials and tests and persecutions and things that come against you. You had to throw your anchors out and they held you in that time of storm. And you're here tonight. And if I said, can I get a testimony, somebody? You'd stand up and you could testify of what God has done for you. Well, I'll tell you what. God is greater than any storm. It's He's greater than Eurachlodon. Do you remember that time that the disciples, they were out on the sea. They'd been ministering to people and they got in that ship. Jesus was tired. He went down. He went to sleep. And the disciples came and, you got to wake up, Jesus. You got to wake up. We're perishing. And he said, where is your faith? And he spoke to that storm. You know what? We need to find our faith and we need to be speaking to storms. We need to speak when the storm comes. We need to speak when Eurachlodon comes. We need to speak when all hell comes against us. And we need to have some faith in our heart that God is greater than that. And He's going to see us through. I'm here tonight to tell you, God will see you through whatever it is that you may go through. And it may be not something tonight that you're going through. It may be for the future. But I'm going to tell you, God is on your ship. Amen. He is on there with you. And He spoke and He said, peace Be still. When Jesus Christ gets on your ship, He speaks peace. And you know who He speaks it through? You. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and it's time to speak peace in the middle of the storm. Peace, be still. And then watch the calm come. You say, well, I don't feel like I'm in a calm. It's not how we feel. Faith sees the invisible. Faith sees the invisible. What is not apparent to other people, but to the born again child of God, to the one who puts faith in the Word of God, God is there for us. Amen? You know, I was thinking about this. I hadn't read this in a long time, and I, and I was just thinking about it today. You know how the Bible talks about angels. Now listen to this. Angels hearken unto the voice of the Word of God. We put the Word like peace, be still. We put God's Word in our mouth and it releases angelic beings to work on our behalf. Listen, we know what the devil does. We realize what He does in our life, but I want you to know that there's a greater power, God's power... God's representatives called angelic beings that are greater than the demonic power. And when we begin to speak peace to our storm, when we begin to speak the Word of God over our situation, angelic help is released. You remember the story of Daniel 
And you remember how Daniel began to pray. And in 21 days, you know, a a good while, the angel of the Lord shows up and he said, I've been fighting for you since you prayed. But Daniel didn't know it and he didn't sense it and he didn't see it. Well, I want to tell you, when you begin to pray, when you begin to speak the word of God, angels begin to move at that time. You know, there are times that I'm so aware that I need to allow those angels to begin to work and do things, whether it be in my personal life or in ministry here. There are times that I know that angels need to be released. And yes, God can give you angels. He can give you help. God's done, He spoke that to me one, one time when... Um, I was just uh, uh, in a board meeting and we came to the end of that board meeting. We joined hands to pray and I felt the angel of the Lord come and tap me on the shoulder. And God said, the angel has come to help you in ministry. So I know God sends it like that. But do you think you have to wait for God to send you an angel? No, every believer has an angel. That helps them. And many times, this is what they're doing. Well, I wish they'd say something. I wish they'd speak the Word of God. I wish they'd give voice to God's Word. So we we need to get them to uncross their arms and, and start keep them busy. Keep them hopping, right? That's right. Okay. Now, I want you to turn with me to Matthew 7. Matthew 7, and we're going to read with um, verse number 24. That's where we're going to start. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You see, if you, if you want a firm foundation, you must build your house upon the rock. Why do we come to church three times a week? Why do we read our Bibles? Why do we listen to preachers on television? Why do we listen to teaching by CD? Why, why do we do all of that? So that our house can be fixed upon the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house. You see, this is a person that built their house upon the rock and the winds came and the storms were there and it beat upon their house. And so I'm going to tell you, if you're built upon the rock, if you have a firm foundation, the storms are going to come and they're going to beat upon your house. You remember the, the fairy tale, they'll huff and puff and blow your house down? Well, there's no way that the devil can huff and puff and blow your house down if it's established upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ, and Jesus is the Word made flesh. And so you've got to have your house built upon the rock. Okay, so the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it, listen to me, fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Let's read that together. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. In other words, there was a foundation there. You know, every house has to have a foundation. 
Not just any old foundation. You know, we built houses, we built buildings here at the church, and that, you know, they'll take a good long while to build that foundation, to get the strength that needs to be there to hold what's the edifice, to hold it up. And so it's no different in our Christian walk. If you think that you can, you know, read the Bible in one day and, and, you know, you've got this strong foundation, that's foolishness. It's not true. You've got to serve the Lord continually. And it's no different for me than it is for you. If I do not feed upon the Word of God, I do not have the faith, strength that I need to do what I have to do in life. And neither will you. And see, we get so busy and we get to doing other things. And, and what is the last thing to get attention? The Lord, the Word, prayer, worship, and all those things. But I want to tell you, we need to put it first if we have to let a lot of things go. Now, I know we're, we're family people and we've got children and we've got a spouse and, you know, we've got responsibilities and we have a home and we have all of that that we have to take care of. But I'm going to tell you, if you have to stay up late or get up early, whatever it takes, give God first place and he will multiply your time and he will help you. He will help you. He will strengthen you. He will give you the faith to overcome. Faith is the victory that overcomes what? The world. Where are you right now? You're in the world and you're operating in the world system to some degree. And God says the uh, faith will give you the victory to overcome. No faith. No victory. You show me somebody who's defeated and can't get past it. Now listen, I, I'm not, I know that we all have our times. I have them just like you. So I'm not talking about, you know, when we run up against, you know, obstacles and that kind of thing. But if you're living continuously in a state of not having any victory in your life, you've got to go back and you've got to look. Now, I'm going to tell you, I told you I was going to, the faith booster tonight. God's given this to you to help you jumpstart to get where you need to be. And now tonight you pick it up and you do what you've got to do. You've got to work. I tell you, if I couldn't do anything else, I'd worship God. I'd worship God instead of spending my time. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. Praise God for your help. I would spend time worshiping the Lord if I couldn't do anything else. And I'm going to tell you, even if you can only get a little snippet of the Word of God, you get the Word in you. I'm telling you something tonight that will help you. And it will help you get out of the storm. It'll help you anchor while the storm is going on. Faith in stormy times. Amen? And it says, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. I can sit here tonight and I can preach these things to you and I can say these things to you, but if you will not hear it, it's going in one ear and out the other. The Bible says, To him that has ears to hear, let him hear. Your answer is here tonight. Your, God is trying to get you help tonight. God is trying to get you prepared for what you're going to face in the future. 
right now. He's trying to help you get over the hurdles that you're facing right now. And you've come to the right place, bless God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I told you. Get ready. All right. Matthew 9, 27. If you look over there, uh, it, it begins to talk about two blind men who were crying out to Jesus. They were just screaming. And you know, when you really need help, you might scream too. You know, but the, here they were calling out to Jesus. Jesus um, recognized that they wanted attention. And he said something to them. According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. Well, you know, I want you to help me. Well, I can help you to some degree. But it's your faith that your answers are going to be coming forth from. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. What were they believing God for? That their eyes would be open. That they would receive sight. Be it unto you according... What are you believing God for? Do you need sight tonight? Are you in a spiritual haze? Do you need that to God, for God to open up your eyes? Do you have sickness and disease in your body and the doctors are telling you something? Be it unto you according to your faith. And the Bible says faith will move a mountain. What kind of faith? Faith in the doctor? No, faith in God. And the God kind of faith will move the mountains. It may be financially that you just, you know, you're ruined. I tell you, God specializes in messes. Now, we don't want to create them, but when we find them, God says, here I am. I am the all in all. I am El Shaddai. Whatever you need, I will help you. Be it according. Will you dare to believe God? Will you dare to believe Him where you are and with what you're facing? Oh, but you don't know. My children this. My husband that. My wife. And you, we just wring our hands. Did He see, say, be it according unto you as you wring your hands and you worry and you fret? No. I tell you what that does. That does nothing but license the devil. That's all it does because it's fear and the devil moves by fear like God moves by faith. And that we as his children, as God's children, we need to understand that worrying and fretting is not going to change a thing. Now, I have great empathy and sympathy for people who are hurting and going through things. And I'm not here to tell you, bless God, just have faith and you can get... I'm telling you, let God help you and let that strength of the Holy Spirit be found in your spiritual backbone. Use the faith. Every believer has faith. God has given us a portion, a measure, if you will, of faith. When we come to the Lord, every believer gets faith. But then he goes and says that your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith grows exceedingly. Well, if you feed your faith on the Word of God, then your faith does grow. And so you can have a greater degree and greater measure of faith cultivated and developed in your life. And that's what we need to see. See, I can pat your hand. 
I can hug your neck, I can bake you a cake, and I can do all of that. And I think those kinds of things are important because we're human. But I'm going to tell you, if that's all I can do, if if I can't help you in this faith walk, if I can't give you the Word of God, that firm foundation, it's not going to mean very much. It's not going to mean very much. But God said, be it unto you. Say this with me. Be it unto me according to my faith. Now I'm going to tell you. Some of you, you know what I'm saying is the truth and, and, and your heart receives it, but you know inside of yourself, some of you, that you have not been doing faith things. You've not been developing in faith. You've lost hope. You've let go. I'm going to tell you, you hold steady in that ship when the storms are there. You throw those anchors over. Tonight you're getting this faith booster and God is saying, I'm going to help you where you are. I am not going to leave you there. And just like these two men who were crying, you cry out to the Lord tonight. And He said, be it unto you. What do you need? They needed eyesight. They needed to be able to see, but what do you need? See, you determine that. You determine it. Amen? All right, I want you to turn with me to Mark 10. And we're going to look here. Mark 10 uh, and verse number 46. I love this story in the Bible. Ten forty-six of Mark. And they came to Jericho as it... as. Well, I'll start again, I guess. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with the disciples... Now, see, Jericho, if you, if you read about Jericho, that was the place where the priests and the Levites were. That's where religion was. And you know, sometimes religion will stand in your way. When I, when I say religion, I'm not talking about Christian religion. I'm talking about the religion of men. Religious things that people call religious, but they're nothing but just man-made effort and traditions. And so they went out of Jericho, out of the place where that religious attitude was. And he went with his disciples and a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. Now it says blind Bartimaeus. In other words, he, he couldn't see. He did not have natural sight, and he was sitting there begging. Now, I think it's very interesting. His father's name, Timaeus, you know what that means? Blind man. And so his father was blind, the son was blind. Well, it just looks like my family, we're all going to be blind. Well, it just looks like in my family, we're all going to have this disease. And we're all in my family, we're going to financially be this way. And all in my family, we live under the threat of suicidal tendencies. Or in my family, we are living under uh, the situation of sickness, of being bipolar. Or in my family, we're living under poverty and this and that and the other. Well, whose family are you in now? You're in the family of God. God is your father. You have a new heritage. So don't receive the blindness of your fathers. And don't receive what's been there in their past. Now, I love 
my family, and I love my mother and daddy, and they're both in heaven right now. But I'm going to tell you the things that bound them up are not the things that are going to bind me up. And I say it by faith in the Word of God. And here was blind Bartimaeus who came from a family where there was blindness and it looked like there is no hope. But one day he heard this Jesus of Nazareth was going to pass by. And I'm going to tell you, you have heard and you are hearing how Jesus of Nazareth is passing you by. Now listen to this. He was sitting by the highway begging. He, In other words, he had given up. He didn't have any way to take care of himself or whatever. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out and say to Jesus. Now, he began to cry out. He began to shout. He began to try everything he could to get Jesus' attention. And he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I've been there before, haven't you? Lord, just have mercy on me. Just have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. See, when, when Jesus heard that cry, I'm going to tell you, that cry was an urgent cry. But that cry asking for God's mercy, there was faith in that crying out to God. And Jesus stood still. And I'm going to tell you, when we begin to call out to God, when we begin to lean on the Lord, it stops Him in His tracks because He recognizes faith. I'm going to tell you, I think faith has an aroma. And fear does too. And fear repels. And faith will draw into the spirit realm to God, that angelic force. I believe that with all of my heart. Okay. And then he commanded him to be called. In other words, bring him to me. I recognize there's something different about this man. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, because he's calling you. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Now that's real interesting. He cast away his garment. And you know, when we come to Jesus many times in our time of need, and when the storm is brewing all around us, we have to do the same thing. We've got to throw off some garments. We've got to throw off that religious garment that tells us that we're not good enough. Well, you know what I've done. I'm guilty. I feel condemned. Throw off that garment. Because I'm going to tell you, you run into the arms of Jesus when you sin and not away from Him. Because He is there to receive you. And you've got to get those garments out of the way that bind you and hold you and want to restrict you. And you go to Him. And when you go to Him, whatever you need is available. But see, you got to, the restrictions, you got to get them off. You know, pe people might have told you through messages or Sunday school and everything else, you know, that you're just a worm. You're no good. You're never going to be anything. I'm going to tell you, if you're talking about in yourself and in myself, that's exactly right. We are worms and we're no good. But you know what? That's not the way Jesus left me and it's not the way He left you because He said, I'm giving my only begotten Son that you could come into my family. 
And so you're not the scum of the earth. You're not a nobody. You're not a nothing. You are somebody in Him. And that's exactly what it is. In Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. That's why I can say tonight, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't have to live under condemnation. I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to think about my past. My past is my past. And it's not holding me. There's not a cord holding me to the past. You know why? Because I let go of the past and I'm stretching forward to what is before me. Now I'm going to tell you, you're not letting go of your past though if you're still living in sin. If you still got, you know, you can't let go of the sin. You're still holding on. And that umbilical cord is holding you straight to the devil. And you can't get the provision for God that you need because you won't let it go. Oh, but I can't let it go. I, I tell you what, I know that there's sin that'll get you. It'll pin you. It'll hold you. It'll possess you. The devil himself will possess you. I know that there's sins like that. But I'm going to tell you, You've got to let go of your past to go forward into your future. You can't have both. you got to let it go. Amen? All right. So, Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. You know what Jesus was saying? What do you want me to do for you anyway? Why are you here? What is it you want me to do? You know why I believe he was asking that? Because he wanted Bartimaeus to identify where he was and what he was needing from the Lord. What is it that you want? And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. See, what is it that you need from me is what Jesus is saying. And then he's saying, your faith has made you whole. See, I tell you, we, we can put faith in so much. We can put faith in the economy that it's going to fail. We can put faith in sickness that we're going to succumb to it. We can put faith in a lot of things that are contrary to the Lord. Those are curses. Those are not blessing. The Bible said, I set before you blessing and cursing. You choose blessing. You choose blessing. You know, when you choose blessing, it's not only for you, but it's for um, your, de your descendants. They're going to have a life of faith too, a life of blessing too, if you choose it. And that's really true. But choose the blessing. Don't put faith in wrong things. Put faith in God, God's Word and what He has said about you and begin to see, that, see yourself in that image that He's made for you. He's got a destiny and a purpose. And if He can keep us all in our storm, right in the middle of it all the time, then we can never get to where he want, God wants us to be. Amen? All right. Faith is not out of reach to you tonight. Faith is attainable. And it's attainable for every child of God. We've already talked here tonight how that every believer has a measure of faith. When you come to the Lord, you get a measure of faith that is deposited in you. 
at that time. And you know how you get it? You reach out because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so when you call upon the name of the Lord, He said, I will answer you. He said that I'll come to you. I'll be your Lord and your Savior to even get faith to be able to to be saved. So faith comes by hearing to get saved. Faith comes by hearing to receive whatever it is. These men that were blind, faith brought sight to them. And faith is like a magnet. It will bring things to you. Have you ever seen those magnets? You know, we watch television and, you know, all these junk cars and they'll put that magnet out there on top of that junk car and it'll just suction right down on it and here it's right up. Well, I'm telling you, faith will go out there and find your sight, your deliverance, your health, whatever it is, and it's going to pick it up and bring it to you. It'll bring it to you. Faith attracts. Faith attracts spiritual force. God's spiritual force. And I told you, fear attracts what? With the devil, what he has out there, it attracts it and it pulls it to you. Well, I tell you, I want to sever that cord. I don't want that going on in my life to you. So faith is not out of reach for us tonight, but it's attainable. Amen? Faith overcomes the world. It overcomes and prevails against every attack that can come against us. You just have to keep standing. We were singing tonight, still standing. And that's right. You stand and have, having done all to stand, you stand. Well, I'm tired of standing. Stand your ground. How, who do you stand your ground against? Do you stand it against people? People are not our enemies. There's an unseen realm that's out there. It's demonic and that's where the enemy is. The enemy uses people, but flesh and blood is not the enemy. Amen? God wants us to overcome and He wants us to prevail. I was thinking about, when I began to think about prevailing, I was thinking about David. David was one who prevailed over the giant. You remember that? The Philistine giant, Goliath. And here he was, a young boy. And what what did he use? What did God use to cause him to overcome the giant? A sling and a stone. Now, doesn't that, in the natural, wouldn't that look kind of foolish with all these people in armor, all those uh, military men, mighty men in their armor, full armor, with all of their swords, with everything that they had? And wouldn't it look foolish, though, for David to go out there with a sling and a stone? I'm going to tell you what the sling and the stone represents. The sling is faith. You rear back with your faith, and you've got the stone, which is the rock, which is the Word of God, and you let it go right at the giant. Well, now, he should have had a sword. He did get one a little bit later and cut that giant's head off. (laughs) But I'm telling you, with your faith as the sling 
And the Word of God is as the stone. You can take down the giants in your life. And it's going to happen by your faith. Be it according to you by your faith. You're going to get what you get by faith from the Lord. It's not going to come any other way. Well, I'm just waiting for God to to drop something out of heaven to me. Well, you know, in His mercy, He might do something. But if you're living that way, you're going to live uh, and not have what you need. Because it's faith that's going to attract that into your life. Whatever it is that you need. It's faith. Well, we think about David and the sling and the stone. And then I love that story in 1 Samuel about David. And uh, David had gone out to fight against Israel. Can you believe that? But he was with, you know, an enemy of God because Saul had chased him off. But you know, the, uh, that uh, the enemy of God said, no, we better not take you out here with us. You're one of them. You might do something in the middle of battle. So you just go back, to, you go back home. So David takes off towards home and he lives in Ziklag. And Ziklag, if you look up Ziklag, you, you know what it means? Overwhelming despair. Well, he gets back to, wouldn't that be a terrible place to live? But see, he was out there in the wilderness and, you know, Saul had chased him off and, you know, said, God had said, you're going to be king, but he looked anything but a king. Get a clue. Read a story. Understand, we might be in the same situation. It doesn't look like we're winning. It doesn't look like we're overcoming. But David did prevail. And David was in Ziklag, the place of overwhelming despair. He gets back from the the battlefield, which he didn't get to fight on, comes back in there, and and don't you know that was the Lord saving him from that battle because that wouldn't have been good to fight, fight against his own people. But so he comes back there and he finds that the place is burned. Overwhelming despair. Add to overwhelming despair. You know, a fire that burns everything up. So it's, it's despair upon despair. Being overwhelmed, wave after wave of being overwhelmed. But in the middle of that, they get back to that city and they find that everything in the city is burned. Their sons, their daughters, and their wives have been taken captive. They didn't kill them, but they took them captive. And when they took them captive, They took them over into another area. And the Bible says that those men began to cry so hard that they had no more tears to cry. And have you ever been there before where, you know, it's gut-wrenching and you poured out your heart and there's no more tears that can come to your eyes. It has been so severe. And that's where those men were that day. But the Bible said that they began to turn on David. And see, that's the way it is. When you get in the middle of a mess like that and people are involved in it with you, you know what they'll do? They'll start turning against you and blaming you. You know why? That's humanness. That's out of pain. That's out of hurt. That that's going on. But they said, we're going to stone you, David. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be in this mess. And you know what David did? David turned to the Lord and he began to... Now listen, the Bible says encourage him. If you don't have anybody to encourage you, you encourage yourself. You encourage yourself. How did he encourage himself? Well, he turned to the Lord. He began to magnify the Lord. He began to lift up uh, uh, the Lord. 
And then he said, Lord, I just need to hear a word. You ever been there? You need to hear a word from God. He said, I need to hear something from you. And God spoke to him that day. And he said, you raise up from where you are. You rise up from overwhelming despair. And you get after. You pursue, overtake, and you recover all. I got a word for you tonight. You pursue after what God has put in your heart. You pursue what He says you can have in the Word of God. You overtake the obstacles. You move them out of the way with your faith and you begin to recover where you are. Now things may not be exactly like they were, but you can recover. Everybody say recover. The book of Joel, chapter number 2. I will restore what the palmer worm, the canker worm has eaten in your life. I will restore it. I don't know how it can happen. He can't give me back this and he can't give me back that. I'm divorced. I'm this. I'm that. You don't necessarily even need it back the way it was but God can give you life in abundance and bring the joy back into your life put a dance back into your step Woo! I'm telling you I am telling you I will restore what the devil has done to your life, the ruin, the devastation, the feeling of being overwhelmed, the sense of despair, the sense of there's no way out. This is hopeless. I'm going to tell you, God specializes and He is saying, what do you want me to do for you. It takes faith, folks. And God spoke to David and He said, you rise up from overwhelming despair. You rise up out of the ashes. You rise up! You may be in the storm. You may be in the fire. But you're going to come through the fire. You're going to come through the water of the storm. And you're not even going to smell like smoke. God is bringing you out. Listen to me. He's bringing you out to a wealthy place. But I have a word to say to you tonight. Who shall believe my report, says the Lord? Who shall believe it? I'm just up here a preaching. Does it mean anything? Does it resonate in you? Does it speak to you? Does it move you? Does it motivate you? Out of despair, God wants to restore into our lives. Folks, He wouldn't give us all the restoration scriptures if He wasn't willing to do it. And we wouldn't need it if we were perfect people. But we're not perfect. And we do make mistakes. And we do mess things up. And we do fail. And the devil makes a mess in our life. Whatever reason. But God wants to restore to you the years. See, sometimes, you know, it's just not six months, two weeks. Sometimes it's years. 
But that's what's so lovely about the Lord. That's what's so lovely. As He extends that mercy and He said, I will restore what's happened in your life. But you know, folks, it's going to take faith in God and believing that what God said, He will do. Amen? Jesus could do no mighty works. You can read about when He was, you know, in the certain cities, He would try to minister and help people, but He could do no mighty works because of unbelief. And sometimes I'm sad to say we find ourselves, we've just sunken to the point where there is unbelief. And unbelief is a sin. Unbelief is evil. You remember the report brought back from the ten spies of unbelief? God called it evil. Unbelief is evil. When we won't seek God, when we won't listen to His Word, when we won't receive what He has said that can be ours. And many times we're just not saying no to God. What we're doing is we're just living a life that represents no to God. In other words, God said, this can be yours. I can do this for you. I'll change that for you. But there's no motivation. There's no reaching out. There's no latching hold of. There's no holding on to God and His Word. You know that we used to sing this song, and I think we need to get it back out again, but it's hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your life on things eternal. Not things that are out here subject to change. The temporal things, they're subject to change. Circumstances that you're in today are subject to change. But I'm going to tell you, you've got to see the invisible if you want God to do the impossible. See the invisible for God to do the impossible. See, all things are possible if we will just believe. All things are possible. Abraham believed God and he got a son in his old age. Abraham believed God and he got a new city to live in. Noah believed God and he built a ship that brought his deliverance. But it... Can you? It takes faith. Enoch went to heaven by faith. He was raptured up. He didn't die. He went up to heaven. He was a man that walked with God. The Bible said he had frequent familiar association with the Lord. He was friends with God. And one day, he was not because faith raptured him. The same thing is going to happen to us one day. You know, if we, do, if we don't go the way of, you know, dying in this world... One day we're going to be walking and we are not. We're going to be taken to heaven and it's going to be faith that takes us there. Amen. So lots of people that we read about in the Bible and David, the example that I've been giving you, he had to have faith in God. These men, these women, Sarah conceived and had, she had faith in God. See, I believe you can have children by faith. If the doctor says that you can't, I believe that. If you want children, I do believe it. I believe it. Amen. Here are some faith wills. Faith will give you this and faith will bring you that, okay? Faith will. Faith will give you a place to live. 
I remember years ago, um, we needed a house. We were living out west, far west, had two small children, and it was very difficult to do the things that we needed to do for our family. And so faith in God, when we prayed and asked God for a house, there wasn't one in the location that we needed, needed it, and faith built us a house. Faith in God. We got a house. It was close. It was just what we needed. And we spent 10 years there and we've never spent that much time in any house. That's the longest we ever lived anywhere. That was a faith house. Faith will get you a place to live. It may not be buying a house. It may just be giving you a provision. What are you saying? What are you believing? You see, you got to get this heart and the mouth working together. Didn't say your, your heart and your mind. You, you, faith is not in your mind. You, you can have faith in your heart and have doubt in your head. Lord, help my unbelief. Isn't that what the Father said about the story of the, the man who was epileptic? Help my unbelief in his head, but he had faith in his heart. And so you got to have faith in your heart and you got to have faith in your mouth. You know, the Bible talks about in one place, you know, if you're about to speak something evil, unbelief, remember evil and unbelief are together, put your hand over your mouth. If you're, if you're thinking something wrong, put your hand over your mouth. What's he saying? Don't let everything that comes in your mind float out of your mouth. Now, I'm going to tell you, I, I've had thoughts come to my mind about, well, you, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to live very long, or, or, you know, you're not going to be able to do this, and uh, I'm, I'm going to destroy, I'm, I, you know, just all these things that rage in our minds. Do you think that I'm going to sit and say those things? No. If you think evil, unbelief, things that are contrary to the Word of God, put your hand over your mouth if you have to. You know, I've been in situations and about to say some things and I could feel the restraint of the Holy Spirit because I'm sensitive to that. But if I kept running over it, the restraint would go because I would sear it, toughen it, and, and not be sensitive to it. And then there's been times when I've been talking about a situation and maybe a person that was involved and it might have been real truthful and I could go up to a certain point, but when I reached another point, it was like, uh, 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 uh. If you think evil, put your hand over your mouth. It's getting ready to get into gossip. You better be sensitive. If you think evil, put your hand over your mouth if you have to. You know, some of us women... You know, we'd like to run our mouth. Now, I know it probably wouldn't be anybody in this room, but you tell it to your girlfriends, okay? But you know, we like to gossip and we like to talk. Well, well, I'm just telling you this because I want you to pray. La, la, la. It's just a lie. We're not saying that because we want somebody to pray. Now, I'm not going to say that there couldn't be a situation where that wouldn't be. But most of the time, that's really impure motives. And all we're doing is, oh, man, this is some good, juicy gossip. And you are going to love this. 
You know it's true, don't you? Some of you men might have the same problem. You know? No? Okay. I made a mistake. Sorry. (laughs) No, I didn't. We're all human. So faith in God will get you a place to live, whether it's a, a, a house or an apartment or a condo or whatever it is. Faith in God will get you healed. We already saw it. According to your faith, be it unto you. Faith will get you healed. I can tell you there have been times in my life where God has brought healing to me. And it wasn't because I'm special or I did this or I did that. You know what it is? It's because I believe the Word of God and I did what the Word of God said and I stood on what it said and I spoke what it said. And healing came to me. I remember when I was expecting my daughter and I went to the doctor. I was, you know, uh, probably six months along or something like that. Went to the doctor and I got a report, uh, uh, not a good report. And so I, I, I just said, well, you know what? I'm not going to believe that report. I know what they're saying. I know what the test says, but I'm going to believe the word of God. Okay, so I get my Bible out, I get my healing scriptures, and I said, Jesus, I see myself in the Word, and I see myself right there, that you took your stripes upon your back, for, and you took that great beating for me that I could be healed. And Lord, when I go to church on Sunday, I'm getting elders to lay their hands on me, and I am going to do everything you've said in your Word that I feel... Uh, led to do, I'm going to follow that. And I got hands laid on me. I went back because they said, we want to do another test because, you know, we, we're, you're going to have to do this, that, and the other, you know, and complications and, and all of this, you know, speaking things that weren't good. And so what I did, I went back to the doctor and I didn't tell them, but I said, I'm ready to be tested. Go ahead and test me. Whatever you want to do, take that blood. So they did. They came back and they said, well, we, we don't, there's nothing there. But, but we're going to do it again, though, because something, you know, there was just something, you know, off. But we're going to do it again because we know it's there. I said, well, okay, go ahead. So they gave me another test, and they still didn't find it. And you know what I said? Thanks be unto God who gives me the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, I don't tell you something that I don't have to live myself. And you have to live it, and I have to live it. It's all the same. You don't get it a different way than me, and I don't get it a different way than you. Now, I'm saying, you know, you can anoint with oil and lay hands on the sick, that maybe. But I'm just saying healing comes to all of us through believing what the Scripture says. Faith will get you healed. Faith will bring you health. Faith will bring you wholeness and soundness in your body and in your mind. But you have to believe it. Amen? Faith will pay your bills, bless God. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, if you call your, your debtors and you say, Faith is going to pay you. No, that's not what I'm talking about. They'll say, get out of here, you crazy person. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. But faith will bring to you the finances that you need to live your life. And you've got to believe God for that. You know, you've got to believe God for daily provision. 
You have to reach out and receive it. It's faith that will attract it and bring it to you. It's not going to be anything else. I know, you know, I've been in times where God just can't you rain down some dollars to me. (laughs) Any of y'all ever been there? You know, when we sing that song, rain down, you know, (laughs) well, we're not, we're not talking about money. We're talking about the glory of the Lord, but, but God wants to provide for us. He wants to give us what we need. And, and you know, I know um, in in the last little bit, you know, we had two houses, and for say, you know, one for sale and one that we had built and living in, and you know, we thought our house was just going to sell real quickly, you know, and everything. And about the time we put it on the market is when housing the housing market started doing what it did, and so you know, we went through some difficult times. We went through difficult times, but I'm going to tell you, I didn't, there were a few times now where I wanted to just release my faith, but I knew I had to hold on until this thing came to fruition, until the manifestation was there. But when you're paying, you know, two utility bills and two house payments and two this and two that, you know, that gets pretty heavy and the pressure can be there. But whose report are you going to believe? Faith will bring to you whatever it is that you need. God has set that law in motion. And if we function and operate according to it, then we get the results. And if we don't, it's not happening. You know, maybe God out of some mercy, He can throw you a few mercy drops, but, you know, that doesn't last long, you know, mercy drops. Y'all don't know about mercy drops, do you? All right, I, and you know, just like faith will pay your bills, I know there was a time, I'm just thinking about this today in this, the life of this church, and um, in the probably the mid-80s, we had bought this uh, facility, not here because this is, you know, didn't exist then, but, but the facility, this area here, the property and the buildings that were on it. And uh, we had a, a staff pastor, um, decide that, you know, he wanted to split the church. So he went around telling all kinds of lies. He just lied. That's all there was to it. He was lying. And But, uh, you know, he didn't get a lot of people that followed him, but he did get a lot of people upset and, you know, just not a good situation. And so we had just bought this property here at Pleasant Ridge, and uh, we found ourselves every week going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in debt until it was this huge amount of money. We just didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't. I mean, in the natural, it looked like we were going to lose it. And so, you know what we did? We used our faith the same way that we tell you to use your faith. And we got the Bible out and we spoke over the finances of this church. We prayed over the finances of this church. We got our checkbook out. and we Now, this may sound radical to you, but it's what we did. We put that checkbook in a place. We turned on the tape recorder because in those days it was tapes, you know. And we started speaking, you know, financial blessing and um, increase and 
uh, just whatever, you know, we could find that would be speaking the word, preaching the word over that checkbook. And so day after day, and here we are thanking God. And see, we, we're not telling you to do anything that we haven't had to do personally or in the ministry. But we just kept speaking. We, you know, and if a thought, an evil thought of unbelief came, shut up. And so, we kept doing that and doing that. And so here I am today. Obviously, we didn't go under. Obviously, we made it. And if, if you were to say, okay, now just tell me how that happened. By faith, God provided. Uh, it, didn't come, it didn't come through a, a person coming in and saying, oh, I have come by God to rescue you. And I have this large check that I'm bringing to you. It didn't happen. But week after week after week, God began to pull us out, pull us out, pull us out. And we, we got down the road to the end of that thing, came through it. And we look back and it's like, we don't know how it happened. We just know it was God. We just know it was God. And see, it's the same for you. God will move and work for you and you may not know how it's going to happen. And you don't try to figure it out. Don't lean to your own understanding because whatever you think, however you think it's going to happen, it probably won't. But God will do something for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.